Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. Text, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Stephen Corson Show, everyone. And today I want to get a little philosophical with you. And before you kind of go, ah, philosophical about money? Really? Like, what's philosophical about money? Listen, not only is money philosophical, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's not just mathematical. And this is the thing when I look at YouTube and I look at a lot of other podcasts, most people are talking about the how-to, how to make more money, how to save more money, how to be financially independent, yada, yada, yada. That's great. I do that too. I think that stuff's really important. But here's the thing. I could do a podcast, and maybe I will, on how to be a millionaire in in, in under 30 minutes. Now, I, I don't mean how to you'll make a million dollars in under 30 minutes, but I mean, I could teach you to be a millionaire in, in maybe even 15, 20 minutes. Would that be something you're interested in? Well, of course you would. But the reality is that is not very difficult. It's just about making a certain amount of money, investing it in a certain way. And outside of the fall of the country that you live in, um, as long as the currency maintains you know, a certain uh, steady rate throughout the next you know, 40 or so years, you will be a millionaire. It's not particularly difficult from a mathematical perspective. But if that's the case, and if this isn't like super secret stuff, then why aren't more people millionaires? Well, because money is not just about mathematics. Money is about behavior. It's about emotional intelligence. Money is about philosophy. Money is even biblical. Like, like, like you go back and look at some of the oldest religions, you know, around, they're all talking a lot about money. Why? Because it's an expression of Money is an expression of our desires. It's one. It's it's an expression of what makes us human. So that's something that we're going to get into today because the, the the topic for today is three reasons why you should never say that you are broke, and and I mean the term broke specifically. But there's other words that um, you know are are used in substitute as that sometimes. But really, the one that's broke is the one that I hear the most often, and that's the one I really want to stick to today because here's the thing. Can we all agree that words have power? I, I I would hope that we can agree to it because we're arguing over words so much as it is nowadays. But if we agree words have power, then why should you never use the term broke to describe your financial status? Uh, that's because that has a specific connotation. Look, I'm not one of these people who says you can't ever say anything negative about anything. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. You should hear me when I work out. I say nothing but terrible things to myself to motivate me. So I believe that saying negative things can be good because it builds resiliency, it builds strength. And if we can't handle words in their most light form, um, you know, then we're, we're not going to be able to handle it when the real world hits and we're faced with truth, which can be ugly sometimes. But there's something about this word broke that I really want to hit on. And, you know, one thing I think about is, you know, if you're one of those people that are like, Stephen, look, I'm not convinced about this. Look, you know, saying I'm broke or poor or whatever the case is, like none of these things. Well, no, 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 you know, they're not that big of a deal. No, no, no. I would say there's a huge difference between saying I'm poor and saying I'm broke. I would prefer you just say, hey, I'm kind of poor right now. Okay. I want to get into that. Here's why. 
you know, and, and again, if you're still holding out on me on like, listen, words don't make that much of a difference. Okay. Have you ever read any historical novels about generals before they rush the field? Have you ever watched any uh, TV show, uh, you know, movie right before the the um, the football team or the basketball team is heading out there and it's halftime and they're down by 20 and they've got to, you know, get down. Um, you know, there's a championship going on right now. They need a, a nice big pep talk. Um, uh, the Zags are, are, are not doing too good against Baylor. <laughs> so, no, you know, do do when you watch these movies like Braveheart and, and all these other, you know, Gladiator right before, you know, does the general turn around to his troops and look at them all and just say nothing and just go, OK, let's go. No, that's not what they do at all. They sit there and they give this impassioned speech and they fire the men up because they're about to run into battle. And these words give courage and fire into their very freaking souls, even though they know that most of them aren't going to make it out of it alive. That's because they have power. In martial arts, I took Taekwondo in college. And one thing that they teach you is that it's not even necessarily a word, but it's actually more of like a sound and a reaction. But they've done scientific studies on this. It's incredibly true. Senseis all over the place teach this in all martial arts. You know, there's always like a, you know, something that comes, you know, a guttural noise or whatever it is, whenever you're going for a punch or a kick. Well, the reason is because that that uttering, that word, so to speak, that you are using at the time that draws strength from your body. People who will not use a word and hit like a bag silently, they've tested this over and over again. You hit harder when you give a word, right? It draws strength from within you. It creates more power. Uh, you know, if we want to talk about religious texts, you know, most most uh, democratic company uh, uh, countries are all based around the concept of free speech. If words don't have power, then why in China, if you speak up against the government, they will censor your phone, come to your house and send you off to a re-education camp. If words don't have power, why are governments trying so hard to control it in order to control their populations? In North Korea, you'll get shot in the street for saying something negative about the ruler. Well, why is that? Because words have power. That is why. So hopefully we've settled that argument. Like I said, going biblically, right? Proverbs 15.4 from the Bible says, gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Okay, so like I said, this is even getting into religious text here that we're talking about. This really shouldn't be a conversation. So I'm going to move on from here. Words absolutely have power. That's why I want to tackle broke specifically. So now that I've made that cause, let's dive into a couple primary reasons why you should never, ever, ever use the phrase, I'm broke, when it comes to referring to your financial situation. And again, this kind of plays into all of it. And I am not against using negative words. I am doing a poor job handling money. I'm a little, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot of money right now. Like, however you want to phrase it, I'm not against that. I'm not, I'm definitely not on the side of this, like, eternal optimism thing, because I don't believe that's reality. You need a little bit of both. But this is why I think that we need to remove I'm broke out of our vocabulary. First off is just simply the, the foundation of this entire discussion is the severity of its definition. Broke falls under uh, the, the term break, which means to cause into parts with suddenness or violence, to cause an open wound, to, and then this one's really important, I think, to render inoperable. Broke just gives this feeling 
when you are already struggling with something, particular finances, right? When people are saying, man, I'm broke right now. While broke is an accurate term for the state of our financial educational system, it is not a proper definition to talk about your financial state. Nobody is ever truly broke unless they're just not working on it. And that's one of the things about the term I just don't like. I think it is this admit that it is your ability to become unbroke is not going to happen. It is inoperable. We have been rendered inoperable as the word kind of means, you know, to cause an open wound. Ah, you know, if you think about it, it is a, a, to not have a lot of money. That is just as bad as having a broken arm. You can't do certain things that you would normally do when you don't have money. So I think that, that is something that we really have to take into account. What is the definition of it? Um, you know, and the second reason that I want to get into is the fact that it really provides no hope for improvement. Again, this kind of goes to that rendering inoperable thing. The only thing that really makes words more impactful is the repetition of those words. Um, people who call themselves broke reinforce more than their financial state to their psyche. They're building a case not to change. And I think that's so dangerous because every single one of you out there can absolutely change your financial state. You absolutely can. If you live in any modernized country, um, if you that, you know, outside of like a, a, a China where it's communist, it's completely, you know, separate situation there. But anything in the UK, anywhere in, you know, uh, the United States, Canada, multiple different regions of South America, certain provinces or uh, uh, certain countries in Africa, even parts of Asia. I mean, you can absolutely change your state of the of your finances and therefore change your entire world but if you continue to reinforce the 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 thought process to you that i am broke i am broke i'm broke what are you really saying to yourself are you really saying to yourself that ah you know what i don't have a lot of money right now but it's okay because i'm gonna fix that this is a temporary situation or are you just continuing to reiterate to yourself that you're failing that's honestly in my opinion one of the big reasons why people don't when i meet with people and we go through a lifestyle strategy when we get to the part with the plan and we have to go through and we have to talk about the current state of their finances it is incredible how very smart, intelligent people that I know who are doing things that, you know, some of them are in the medical field, some of them are in engineering, like some of these people are like so smart and can do things that I can't do and pass tests in classes in college that I probably never could have could have passed. They don't even have a clue what the state of their finances are. They couldn't give me within a couple thousand dollars an accurate guess of what their net worth is. And for many of them, their net worth is negative. Why is that? Because there's this feeling in this inner sense of broke. I think people truly understand that they feel this level of hopelessness. They know something is really wrong. I think it would almost be like, you know, you, you, you see movies or you hear about people and, you know, maybe they were coughing up blood for a little while every once in a while. And, you know, they didn't want to go to the doctor. They didn't want to get it checked out. Um, you know, they knew something was wrong. They knew it wasn't right. But as long as nobody put a name on it, as long as nobody really confirmed, hey, you have, you have this 
disease. You have something really wrong with you. As long as they didn't really have that confirmed, then everything just seemed a little bit better, even though it actually wasn't. That's what broke is. Broke is continuing to exist in life and recognizing the fact that you don't want to really know what your state is. Recognizing that ah, I'm, I'm actually good. I'm actually good. I really don't want to know. I, I know it's not good. I, I can feel that. Uh, but I'm just going to go on and pretend like I'm happy. And, and that honestly has a lot to do with the commercialization of America. Like we, we the, the consumer mindset is what we are preached to day in and day out by through billions of dollars of advertising, through social media, to magazine covers, uh, to you know anything. It is this thought that is reinforced to you that things will be okay if you just buy a little bit more, if you just get that other thing. We even have terms for it, retail therapy, right? I mean, I love the show Parks and Rec and, you know, just a, a little treat yourself day, right? I mean, it, it, it's on and on and on. It just goes through. And the reality is at the end of the day, that whole, that broke feeling that you have, it's not going to be fixed by that. You're going to have to go and take a true look and go, hmm, what's wrong here? And for so many of us fixing our financial state, not having to live paycheck to paycheck, even though you might have a really nice life. Listen, people who live paycheck to paycheck, they don't always look like it. People who live paycheck to paycheck are not necessarily living in broke ass houses. Okay. There's some people living paycheck to paycheck that are driving Mercedes. There's actually a lot of those people that are driving paycheck or that are living paycheck to paycheck that are rolling out in a new Tesla. Okay. But they're broke inside. Now, again, I don't want to get too into this here, but 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 let's try shifting the conversation and using the term a little bit differently. Okay. So what if I was talking to somebody and I uh, you know, I knew that they were trying to lose some weight, you know, a friend of mine, and they were, you know, man, I really want to lose 20 pounds this year. Okay, great. So catch up with them a couple weeks into the year and I just go, hey, how how's your diet coming along? I I, I know you were trying to lose weight. And they looked at me and they said, unfortunately, my diet's broke. Well, damn. I mean, my first thought as I'm sitting here is going, man, they they really screwed up their diet. What did they do? Like something, something's not working here. And it really doesn't, that comment really doesn't give me the, 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 the sense or the implication that they're still working on it. It sounds like they kind of gave up, right? How's, it, how's your diet going? Ah, yeah, my diet's broke. I mean, that's, that kind of sounds final. It kind of just sounds like it is what it is. My diet's broke, whatever. <laughs> so let's, let's try that with another one. Hey, you know, kid comes home from school. You're checking in on him. Hey, what's the status of your school project? Um, uh, I was working on it, dad, but uh, my project's broke. Oh, man. Okay. I mean, it's, it's broke. Even, even if you add a little something after that, uh, my project's broke, but I'm trying to fix it. That does not give a sense of hopefulness that this is going to get done or done right. It's a really big deal. Let's do another one. Have you, Hey, you know, I heard that you were arguing with your sister the other day. Have you had a chance to reconcile with her? I would, but our relationship is broke. I mean, doesn't that just sound so condemning? That's what broke 
is. Break, broke. That is what that word is supposed to mean. So if we wouldn't use that word in those situations, if we had any kind of hope to fix those, then why do we so casually throw that word around that, ah, you know, um, I, I can't do that. I'm really broke right now. Why would we choose that term? It's just not worth it. I think it's doing a lot more to our mindset. The amount of people that use that term with me, it's the de facto term for some reason when we don't have enough money for something. And sometimes people aren't really that broke. Their, Their situation is actually pretty easy to turn around within three to six months and and it'll be and they'll be living a life like they never thought they would with so much less stress and so much less worry it's not broke but they say they're broke when did we decide to apply that word so commonly against our financial situation i i, I don't understand it so I really want to challenge you, if you ever use the word broke, if you ever know anybody, hear anybody that you're talking to and they use the word broke, just just calmly correct them and correct yourself if you're the one using it, right? Just just kind of come in here and say, hey, listen, you're not broke. Don't, don't say that. Your financial system just isn't where you want it to be. Your, your financial situation needs to get a little better, but you're not broke, okay? So in that really, you know, that really goes into reason three, which is there are better things to say. That's just the reality. And I'm going to give you some that I think are extremely empowering that can really turn your mindset about money around. So think about this. Instead of using the B word, uh, start reinforcing your dreams and plans instead. So in the lifestyle strategy uh, playbook that we have, one of the things that you do is you have your um, you have your your one to three objectives. These are your long-term goals that you're working towards. I've got mine written on my uh, whiteboard right over here. Uh, they are always uh, front and center. I look at them all the time. It's constantly there as a reminder of what it is I'm working towards. Always there. Working towards more time, financial flexibility, have a specific number as to what that means on a monthly basis. And uh, I'm trying to build up two years um, for of a certain amount of money for a special project that I'm not willing to discuss on camera at this point in time. <laughs> Don't worry, we got big plans though, big things coming up. But the point is, I know what my three are. They're right there in front of me all the time when I'm working. I see them on a regular basis. If you can at least get that step of the lifestyle strategy playbook done, then what you can do, just think about the things that are important to you that you want to accomplish over the next three to five years. Okay. Even if, if it's just this year, even if it's a short term goal, start when people are asking you to do something and you don't have enough money, start doing this. Also, I think this is a lot less embarrassing. I think a lot of people hate admitting that they can't do something because they don't have the money for it. I think it's a sign. I think people just get embarrassed by it and it's nothing to be embarrassed of. The only thing to be embarrassed of is if you continue to have a crappy situation and you don't do anything about it. That's on you. That's just laziness. Sorry. It is what it is. Okay. Not saying that everybody should be able to just pick themselves up by their bootstraps at any point in time. That's not what I'm saying at all. Some people have like hard disabilities, um, medical situations happen, uh, things that were, you know, wrongly done to them. And it's a huge hole to have to climb out of. I totally get it. But for the majority of you out there, you can turn your life around in six months, six months. See it all the time. I do it with people all the time. Okay. So let's practice saying stuff like this. When someone asks you to go out to eat, that's probably the most common thing. And you're a little short on money. State why you can't go. 
So instead of saying, hey, totally would, but I'm broke. Let's try this. Thanks, but I'm saving money for a vacation in four months. It's going to be awesome. Well, damn, doesn't that sound pretty exciting? Oh, okay. You can't go to lunch today. You're saving for that big vacation. Been locked in the house a little too long with COVID. I, f- I feel it. All right, great. Get vaccinated. You know, do all that stuff. But, <laughs> you know, vacation in four months. I'm glad. I'm excited for you. All right, what about this? Hey, you know what? I appreciate the offer. Thanks for asking me out. But I'm building towards my financial foundation right now. And I just, I've got to make sure that the money goes to that. Oh, but man, big respect. You know what? When you say something like that, that actually makes me want to ask you what it is you're doing. I think so much more positively of somebody who's coming up with an answer like that. I feel like you have your stuff so much more together than to say, ah, thanks. I, I would, but I'm broke right now and I'm trying to save up. That Look, I just said the exact same thing. Hey, do you want to go out to eat? I appreciate the offer, but I'm building towards my financial foundation right now. Hey, you want to go out to eat? Uh, I appreciate the offer, but I'm broke and I'm trying to save some money. It's the same thing. It's just said a little differently. That's the power of words. Doesn't that first one feel so much more like I have it together. I know where I'm going. Hey, I can't. I'm short on money. I'm putting extra away each month for a down payment on a house. Well, damn, that's exciting. Okay. Hey, you know what? Can't go out to eat this weekend because I'm putting an extra payment down on my student loans this month. I cannot wait to be debt free. Get excited about it. Can we, can we change the culture here again of talking about money? Start talking, get excited about your financial goals. Start sharing them with people. I, I love people come up to me all the time. You know, whenever I'm talking about this stuff, I'll tell them at the drop of the hat what, what I'm doing. I don't care. I love talking about this stuff. Why? Because it encourages people. It gets a good conversation going. What else are you going to talk about? The weather? Guess what? I live in Florida. It's weird here all the time. Okay? It's just is what it is. What? You live in New York? What? It's crappy in the winter and it's freaking hot and sweltering in the summer. (laughs) Okay? California. Guess what? It's perfect all the time. Screw you guys for having your perfect weather. But guess what? You're paying out the ass for it. So, you know, everybody's going to get their own one way or the other. But nobody wants to talk about the weather. Talk about what you're doing with your life. Talk about where you're going. It's such a more meaningful conversation. And, and God forbid you actually get the opportunity to maybe build a deeper relationship based off this conversation or maybe even just help somebody who's like, man, you know what? What, what, have you, what have you been doing? What have you been listening to that's making you think that way? Well, you know what? There's this guy, Stephen Corson Show. It's a pretty awesome podcast. And guess what? It's a podcast, so it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just listen to it on a run. Hit that share button. Go tell somebody. <laughs> Got to plug myself. Okay. So don't those statements excite you? Like I said, I find them a lot more inspiring than just, hey, I'm broke. And the reality is, you know, you don't even need somebody to ask you and to really turn them down to say this. You know, you you can say this to yourself. If anything, this is probably the person you should be saying it to the most. When you're at the store and you're looking at, you know, that throw pillow that you really want to put on that couch or you know you're looking around and oh there's that great t-shirt oh yeah what a great t-shirt yeah i've got an entire drawer of t-shirts but that one's really funny it's only 12 bucks i i love t-shirts by the way i have a t-shirt problem to the point that like i will buy so many of them and hold on to them that like I get to a threshold with my drawer where it really won't even close. And I will force myself before I'm ever allowed to buy another t-shirt to empty at least half of it, give it away to charity. I am terrible when it comes to t-shirts. There's just so many good ones out there. Not enough me to wear them, Uh, especially nowadays when I don't get to go out too often. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, you know, say it to yourself all the time. 
hey, you know what? I really want that t-shirt. It's only 12 bucks. Uh, but you know what? That's one more step towards my $35,000 student loan bill. I'm going to take it out. Ah, you know what? Uh, I really wanted that throw pillow for my couch, but I got like 12 pillows on there already. Yeah, two of them are ripped, but if I hated them that much, I could just throw them away. I don't really need that many throw pillows. Whatever it is, whatever your thing is, man, really just feeling some ice cream today. It's hot. It's hot outside. I can just use some ice cream. It's five bucks. Just say no. Just say no. Remind yourself what you're doing. It. Don't just say no. Say no and why. No and why is so much more of a powerful combination than just saying no. Sit there and go, eh, no, I'm not going to do it. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to pour it, put it towards my goal. That's what it is. So anyway, that's it. Don't want to hammer along on it too much. But at the end of the day, just to recap, take broke out of your vocabulary when it comes to referring to your financial situation. And if it is broke, then go find somebody and pay them to help you make it not broke anymore. Because that is no longer about a financial uh, situation. It's about your mindset. And you're not going to be able to do anything until you get that fixed. And if you need more of a pick me up, continue to listen to more of the podcast. I will have uh, more content coming out here on YouTube soon. You can go to my website, www.everything.money. And on the website there, you can download for free my lifestyle strategy playbook. It is a step-by-step base uh, step-by-step walkthrough on how to completely put your goals in a plan and an accountability structure down that will absolutely change your life. All right. So hope you enjoyed this. Always good talking to you and I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and had a good time. If you'd like to support this podcast and our broader efforts with everything money to bring quality financial entertainment and education to the masses, then please just take five seconds to go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or vote for us on Spotify. You can also check out our Patreon page for more behind the scenes and go to www.everything.money for more problem-solving and life-changing information. Most of all, thanks for listening.